It's nearly February, which means it's nearly Super Bowl time, right? First, we need our Super Bowl teams on Monday, and we will just get that, just that. Can Jalen Hurts and Philly pop Brock Purdy's 49ers balloon? And can Limping Mahomes lift the Chiefs past ice-cool Joey Burrow and red-hot Bengals? Wow. You don't have to say, they've named it Burrowhead Stadium, Kempi. They've named it Burrowhead Stadium, so hopefully they can get the job done. Well, let's find out from a man who should have a fair idea. Wayne Box Miller is the pre-game, half-time and post-game host at Cincinnati Bengals Radio Network, and he's seen Joey Cool just keep winning over and over. He's with us now. Wayne, how you doing? Hey, my man. How you guys doing? Very, very good. Thank you so much for joining us, mate. Burrowhead Stadium. What do you reckon? <laughs> Everything is good, man. You know, we're all getting ready for Sunday, and uh, Joe is still as cool as cool can get. Oh, mate. He's everything, all the signs are shining. He does... What is it? What is it about him? What is it about him, Wayne? That it just makes him such a cool guy. Like he never gets flustered. He's just a real calm, cool cat. Yes, his DNA, man. I, I think that you know when the cool line was there, there was only two or three people in line, and he was one of them. And the rest of us got in the line that we're adversely affected by things. So, um, you know, it's it's really interesting that he is a guy that seems to be able to navigate turbulent waters and not be affected by them to the point that even if the game is on the line or he's basically needing one play, one throw, one action, he just comes up with a way to do it. Mate, do you feel like the Bengals are the favorites going into this game, given their record um, against the Chiefs? I'll say that again, I'm sorry. Do you think the Bengals are favourites, given given their record against the Chiefs? Well, you have to think if you beat somebody three times in a row that you would be the favourite. I know at one point, right after the Bengals won, the Chiefs were a one-point favourite. Then it flipped back to the Bengals. Now it's back to the Chiefs. Um, you know, they've won three games by a total of nine points. But the bigger thing for me is that in the fourth quarter of each of those games, Joe Burrow has found a way to win. The Bengals' defense has found a way to confuse or to uh, disrupt Patrick Mahomes. So I think that if this game comes down to the fourth quarter again, the Bengals' defense seems to have a way to stymie Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrow has that unexplicable way of just being who he needs to be to win the game. Mate, apart from Jamar Chase and uh, Joey Burrows, what, why the sudden resurgence of the Bengals? The um, I'm sorry, my my phone is coming. You said besides Burrow and Chase, what was the question? What what do you, what do you pinpoint the sudden resurgence from the Cincinnati Bengals? Apart from oh, those two influential players, I, I think it's just the type of players that Zach Taylor has drafted and the free agents they've signed. They all are on the same page, and it's very hard to do. I think that to a player, everyone said this is the best locker room that they've ever been in. Even the coaches say that. There's just a chemistry, a mutual respect for each other that is beyond explanation. I see it every time I'm in the locker room. I mean, they, they you'll see 
linebackers hanging out with running backs and defensive ends hanging out with wide receivers. It just doesn't matter to them. They like being around each other. And I think it translates well on the field uh, when it's time to play that everybody holds each other accountable. Everybody wants to do well for each other. And that resurgence can be traced back to Zach Taylor saying, I want to draft guys who are leaders, who are captains, co-captains, who uh, fit the team concept. And it plays out every Sunday. The Bengals have seemingly benefited a lot from having a great quarter pack on a cheap uh, rookie contract. When he inevitably signs that big extension, and I'm, I'm expecting it's going to be huge money, do you worry that you might not be able to afford those key pieces around him? They're going to have to figure it out. And I think if you look at what Patrick Mahomes did in Kansas City, he signed a big contract, but then there was room to adjust the contract, to renegotiate a little bit, to create that cap room. But you can't have Joe Burrow, at least in my opinion, you got to have Chase and Boyd and, you know, Higgins, and you got to have weapons. Uh, you got Joe Mixon, Samaj P. Ryan. They are blessed to have a good arsenal of weapons, but uh, you're going to have to keep them. You may not be able to keep everybody, but uh, you certainly know that if for nothing else, Chase and Burrow are the faces of the franchise. I got to believe you're going to keep T. Higgins as well. Um, and Tyler Boyd, his contract is not that heavy. He's been a veteran, so there's going to be a league minimum there. But uh, you would like to think that they could probably keep the three of them. But I think that means on the defense side of the ball, you may have to lose a couple of players. I hope not Jesse Bates. I think he and Von Bell anchor the back end of that defense. They both have four interceptions this year uh, playing outstanding football. So those are the big decisions that you and I don't get paid to make. So we'll just watch and see what happens. <laughs> hey, Wayne, yeah, looking, looking so. at the NFC championship game, do you think the 49ers are capable of slowing Jalen Hurts and that potent uh, Eagles offense down? No. I, I, I think it's going to be fun to watch. <laughs> Uh, I just think Jalen Hurts, man, the, 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 what makes him so dangerous is that he can beat you with his arms and his legs. And so, as you guys know, in football, American football, when the play breaks down, uh, if you have a mobile quarterback, that becomes another runner. Uh, they run a lot of plays by design where he carries the ball. But I think what, what happens with him, unless they have a spy on him, a linebacker that's going to keep an eye on him, and even then, he's so fast and elusive, that if you miss a tackle, it could be a big play. So I, I just don't see it happening. I think that uh, the bigger issue will be the Eagles' defense against Brock Purdy. I think that's the question is can he play in a, in a manner that will give them a chance because, you know, the West Coast offense is a lot of short passes and, and then turning those into big plays. So uh, Debo Samuel is the guy I'd be more concerned about uh, if I'm the Eagles, but – as far as stopping Jalen Hurst, I just don't think anybody's done it yet. Mate, the story of Brock Purdy, uh, you know, 261st draft in the NFL, the unknown. Tell us, uh, in your in your eyes, the, the story of Brock Purdy and what have you seen from him this year to, to see that he could potentially go on and be a star quarterback in the NFL? Well, I watched him in college at Iowa State. And so a lot of what he's doing is not a surprise to me. I think the bigger issue is 
he waited and while he was waiting, he was getting prepared. And, and I think so many players in college, high school pros, if you're second or third string, you tend to not uh, have the mindset of a starter. But I remember Jeff Blake, who played with the Cincinnati Bengals. He was a third-string quarterback. You got two guys hurt in Cleveland. They come back home against the Dallas Cowboys. They said the Bengals were going to get annihilated. And he literally, single-handedly, almost beat the Dallas Cowboys. But his mindset was, he said, I always went into the week as if I was going to start. Because he knew that you were basically one, two injuries away from that happening. So I think Brock Purdy is probably that same thing. Think about it when Jimmy Garoppolo goes down or uh, gets hurt, and then, you know, they have the other kid up there, and he goes down, then Garoppolo comes back, and he goes. He's seen injuries happen at the quarterback position. So I would say if you have 10% wisdom in your brain, you got to believe, man, with the injuries happening around this team, I better be ready. And I think he sees the opportunity. What will be interesting is who starts next year when everybody's healthy yeah i was gonna ask you that question like what do they do now seeing brock purdy and what he's been able to do with his team does that leave jimmy g in a difficult situation awkward well yeah i think jimmy g would be the odd man out i think the other quarterback would be there i think what happens is you look at jimmy g's salary and the first thing becomes is that expendable because you know if that is expendable then you save some cap money, which, again, as we were talking about with the uh, uh, Bengals and their cap issues, you got to think about the fact that they could use that money elsewhere because they've got some good defensive players that they want to keep continuity-wise. And so if they can get him out of the way, um, but they tried to trade him last year and they just wasn't getting any activity. So uh, they may be able to just outright cut him and be done with it. Oh, we're going to swing back to your team, the Bengals, and Joey Burrow, we spoke about it earlier, he's going to sign an extended contract when he comes off his rookie contract. We know the numbers, 500 odd million that Paddy Mahomes signed for the Chiefs over the 10-year deal. Can you see some sort of numbers around that figure, maybe potentially for Joey Burrow? Oh, absolutely. I, I think that it's safe to say people now look at Joe Burrow as one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. I don't think anybody can argue that. Some may say top three. I think what he's done in the short time he's been in the league, uh, taking the Bengals to the Super Bowl, winning more playoff games in a two-year period, back-to-back AFC North championships, and making one big play after another, he is going to command a salary that is commensurate with the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. So Joe Burrow is going to get paid, but it, it also goes back to your question earlier, you know, at what expense, what, what has to happen? Where do you sacrifice dollars somewhere else on the field to get him what he deserves, quite frankly, because you can build a team around him. And you think about when Jamar Chase went out, and Trent Irwin came in, and he throws a deep ball to Trent Irwin on a nice play. Or, you know, somebody else goes out, uh, T. Higgins sits out, they put somebody else in. He will get the ball where it needs to go. So if you've got him, you've got a chance. But you, you can't ignore the fact that he is worth every penny that his agent and he will probably ask for. Oh, one of my favourite NFL players is the character that is Chad Ochocinco, and obviously he's a Bengals legend. So I uh, love what he's about, Wayne. Uh, we appreciate you coming on the show. Four teams left. 
four teams left. Who wins it? Take your Bengals hat off. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm actually thinking that it is a collision course between the Bengals and the Eagles. And I think a lot of people in Cincinnati don't want to see the 49ers because we've lost to the 49ers on the last play or the last minute of two Super Bowls. We just don't want to see them again. Me, personally, I'd love to play them again and just put the whole thing to bed. <laughs> put the whole thing to bed. Paddy Mahomes. Paddy Mahomes. He's got a high ankle sprain. Will he be limited? They will shoot him up with more stuff than the law allows. <laughs> so I, I, think... <laughs> I don't even think he'll know he has an ankle when that game starts. <laughs> Uh, but it'll be throbbing on Wednesday or Thursday after that game. I can tell you for sure. But I, I, I just think that he's going to play. He's a gutsy kid, man. I don't know if you guys saw the game against Jacksonville. And, you know, he throws a touchdown and he can't hardly stand on his leg and the linemen are, you know, holding him up. And this guy is a competitor. I think he showed people that, you know, whatever you think of him, just no one thing. Uh, you're going to have to drag him off that field. And so I anticipate him playing well. I tell you what I think will probably happen that I'm going to play close attention to is that they may try to run the ball. I heard that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire may be back, and then you've got Pacheco who is running the ball extremely well. If they could run the ball effectively in this game to create third and manageable, third and short, where he doesn't have to drop back and hold the ball for a long time, it's going to take a lot of pressure off of him having to scramble and come up with the play of third and 13, third and nine, things of that nature, where there's less pressure and more uh, less demand on him making lateral move. You know, that ankle, you can move up and back. Mm. It's when you start to move lateral that that, that ankle sprain becomes more of a uh, prominent distraction. So if they can run the ball and try to establish the run, get third, short, third and manageable, where he can just drop back, and dump the ball off, I think that puts them in a better position. Well, it makes for an entertaining playoffs, Wayne Box Miller, the host of the Cincinnati Bengals Radio Network. We appreciate your time this morning, mate. Thank you so much, and uh, good luck for the next couple of weeks. Hey, man, I appreciate you guys for having me on, and uh, let's let's get it. <laughs> let's get it. Well, let's hope you don't face the 49ers. But, hey, he wants to put that to bed, Kimpy. Oh, I love NFL. I was very lucky enough to go to the Super Bowl, and I can understand why they're so patriotic about their teams. The following, the, the Army Jets, the fighter jets flying above with the C-130s, the Army presence. Oh, it's just so good. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big event, eh? Just, uh, mm. I, I, I was lucky enough to go to a couple of games too over in the states and and watch exactly what the what the event is like. So not a Super Bowl, but um, yeah, Patrick Mahomes can they can they get that job done over the Bengals? Uh, Jalen Hurt, Brock Purdy. The the story about Brock Purdy, last pick in the draft. Um, Unbelievable, mate. Imagine what. What do you reckon? What do you reckon his uh, his salary would be like at the moment, and what it would go to? Oh, it'd be horrible salary right now. <laughs> it'd be it'd be uh, tiddlywinks. Be nothing. Be a couple of pennies, I reckon. But if he continues, this makes a tough time for them. They've got to make a decision whether Jimmy G is their man or Brock Purdy is going to continue on. They've got you know they've got a few riches there in, in the quarterback position. 
few options that they can choose from, but they can't carry both. Brock, Brock Birdie's salary is probably about, um, well, as he'd be able to tell me, but I reckon it'd be medium high tier All Black. So it's four Ooh, years. Oh, actually, 500,000? No, nah, it's actually more than that. It's because f- it's US. Actually, it's he'd be getting paid more than the highest paid All Black. He's four years, yeah, okay. 3.7 <laughs> million US. Okay, there you go. It's, it's not bad. It's good. It's not bad money, but it's poor money in sense of the NFL and the numbers that they're throwing around. So I expect that and to be a whole lot more. But Joe Burrow, he might overtake Patrick Mahomes in his next deal if he continues on this rich form. That was awesome. Talking some NFL, uh, the playoffs, the championship finals, uh, penultimate rounds taking place. Who's it going to be in the uh, Super Bowl? Who do you want to see?